Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. It's Santa Claus! Inappropriate Santa Claus can't be here this year because we've sent him to the North Pole where he'll be busy shoveling reindeer droppings. Gumdrops, if you will. Ho, ho, ho! Hey! What is going on, everybody? Happy holidays. Talking Comics Podcast. Uh, My name is Steve Say, and I'm joined by Mr. Bob Ryer. You'll shoot your eye out! Joey is also here. Hey, everybody. And Jess is here, too. Hello. Happy holidays. Yeah. So um, while we have our deliberation podcast coming out and whatnot, we all, well, most of us went to go and see a new movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And we decided that we missed each other so much, we wanted to get together and talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's up. That's what we're doing here. And uh, we're going to just warm it up a little bit by uh, talking about some of the stuff that we've been reading since the break. Uh, I will go first. <laughs> hey, Santa. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, Bob. Here we go. I positively love the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> Thank you. I have read it on and off. For a while, but like I went all the way back to the beginning. When, the real number one before the second number yeah, one. The same yeah. year. I went all the way back to the beginning and, and I'm now on issue number twenty six. Mm. Um I'm in the middle of the Savage Land stuff. Oh. With the, well, the, 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 the Ultron Rex. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This series is so magical and so wonderful. And like, I read it back in the day and I enjoyed it, but I just, I found it to be like a, a laborious read from t- every now and again. Cause it just took so long to get through an issue. It is. And for whatever reason, you know, people change, you go through moods, swings, whatever. But like, I sat down to read it this time and it just, everything about it clicked for me. Like I saw characters in a different way. Um, some of the liner notes, uh, stuff like that, uh, Ryan's voice and, and the personality of, um, Erica's artwork and stuff like that. But I mean, oh, that series is doing so many things that other comics are not, uh, just in terms of the absurdity of, of the storylines and all the jokes, all the planning that goes into these stories, the callbacks, you know, like we have this one panel. We set this up two, two and a half arcs ago. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, Here's the tells result. you about it. Yeah. Yeah. And 
it's it's just it's so much fun. It's so much fun. I love the application of uh, like computer science and them using it to solve things. I love Doreen's attitude uh, toward everything and how she just wants to be friends and she just wants to help people uh, by not using her fists but using her words. She'll kick butts if she has to, but she'd rather share her nuts with other people. Yes, and I think that that's really really nice. And it has just been an absolute... I haven't read anything else since we took the break because I started <laughs> reading this to get to 36. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the whole thing. And I have just happily fallen down uh, the Squirrel Girl uh, spiral. It's It's been amazing. And I just want to thank you for championing the book for so long. And <laughs> I'm out there really... on an island by myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're no I'll longer. Think... We've come to join you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and, I, and I, I also, yeah, go ahead, Steve, please. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, the ladies of Valhalla. Uh, I was going to do the same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Bob. You take it away. Well, I, you know, that you're saying this, I had a, a great week about these sort of things um, because I, I listened on Friday to ladies of Valhalla, to Jess and Bronwyn and our friend Sarah talking about the unbeatable squirrel girl beats up the Marvel universe or USG. B-U-T-M-U. <laughs> um, and uh, it, was, it was a grand pleasure to listen to you ladies discuss that book. Thank you very much. Thank you. We had a bunch of fun. It was so much fun. It's such a fun book. Again, I also am with Steve. I started reading just Squirrel Girl. I've been mm -hmm. endlessly just going through that. Um, and it just it's a lot of fun. And, you know, uh, Tippy Toe is just the best ever. Yo. So... <laughs> Me and Tippy. I want a Tippy. I want a squirrel friend. <laughs> I have two words. Brain drain. Yeah. Brain drain is a riot. Mm. I have so many things. I'm going to put up a couple of posts eventually. I've been screen capping so many things involving brain drain. He cracks me up. Amazing, <laughs> amazing stuff. Yeah. You know, it's been good. We had so much fun with that book. So thanks. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. It's very, very good. Um, yeah. So make sure you download that and go and check that out. It's a great, great episode. Uh, so that's what I've been reading. Joey, what have you been reading? Uh, Piper Girls uh, is the craziest book of all the times. Uh, <laughs> in this case, literally. literally. All the times. Yeah. So I, so it's funny because I was texting with Steve about it. And uh, I basically read Paper Girls for the end of year shows. <laughs> like, because yeah. yeah, every year it's nominated. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I should catch up with it. So I order the trades, they come in the mail, and then I catch up. So I caught up on trade four and five for, for this year. And I read them in like one night straight through. And they were. The book is just insane. Um, yes. The world mm -hmm. building. First of all, number one, Cliff Chang is already one of the best artists out there. But it's so interesting watching his artwork evolve and improve and get even better over the course mm -hmm. of the series, which has been really mm -hmm. cool to see. Like, especially volume five when they're, you know in the let's say the far future let's say um that that imagery that illustration is just like astounding uh how good it is the characterization is fantastic um as you guys talked about it on the show every issue just ends and you are just like 
What the hell? I cannot imagine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand how you guys read it month to month. It, it is insane because I needed to know immediately what came next. <laughs> yeah. And what's so interesting is the two volumes, volume four was the Y2K mm-hmm. arc. And then mm-hmm. the, the volume five was the, the future arc. And um, to kind of read those back to back and watch those characters go through those arcs and watch Mac and, and Aaron and Cage mm. and um, the Tiffany, Tiffany. Tiffany. Um, and then Tiffany two point yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, um, go through everything that they go through. It's just you forget sometimes that these are just like ten year old girls, twelve year old girls, or whatever. You know, um, doing going through these crazy adventures, and then where Volume Five ends is I have I, I don't I don't even I I, <laughs> I I I I feel I feel emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that that need to be resolved. Um, so I, I, I finished the, the the Paper Girls. I'm I'm up to date with that. Um, I'm still working through Prince and this Dressmaker. I'm still working through Chilling Adventures of Sabrina too. I want to finish those um, before before uh, we do the recording, obviously. Um, but what I made sure to read because I really wanted to read was Miss Marvel, and I caught up with Miss Marvel issues. And oh, I must have wept like three times. <laughs> Not only the Teenage Wasteland arc, which I'm glad we nominated the Teenage Wasteland arc. I think it's very, very good. But I was, I was a little bit behind um, from there as well. So I had to finish out the the um, basic Becky arc. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, where she, where she, where she finds out who the who the sidekick of Basic Becky is. Um, and, uh, then I jumped into Teenage Wasteland and it's, it's really, it's just a really powerful book, you know, and it looks amazing. It, it, it's just one of the best things out there. And, uh, we got some news this week that, that oh. G Willow was leaving the, the book after yeah. writing 60 issues. And I think mm-hmm. handing it off to, to Saladin Ahmed is interesting and great, you know, um, breakthrough writer. Woo. Um, <laughs> But it's gonna definitely be different and and odd. Um, it's 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 been a long time since we've been in a situation where a character was created by a, a, a writer and kind of predominantly drawn by a, a handful of writer uh, artists, and then it's handed off after X amount of years. I mean, I think the closest we've had really was like. I don't know Captain Marvel when Kelly Sue was writing it, mm-hmm. but and she did thirty some odd issues. Yeah. I guess Bendis with Bendis and Sarah Pacelli yeah, with yeah. Miles. Bendis and Sarah Pacelli with Miles and Bendis with with Jessica Jones. I think yes. are, are two similar situations too. Um, but I don't know. Miss Marvel just hits me a little different, and uh, okay. it'll it'll be interesting to see how it, how the handoff happens. And yeah, I mean, I, I must have cried three or four times reading up through issue 31 or so 31, 32 or so. Um, and one of the things that G Willow Wilson talks about in the uh, article was that the artists and, and mainly having the same colorist on a series for every Ian single Herring, issue, yeah. Ian Herring, you don't realize how much consistency that gives a book. Um, and, and I, you know, I always think Ms. Marvel looks the same. Regardless of it, whether it's Nico Leon or Adriano Fano or Takashi Miyazawa, or there are even a handful of other artists on the issues that we looked at mm-hmm. for the for the 
um, best of shows. And I was like, you know, it's, it's almost hard to distinguish sometimes. And it's because the colorists have been, has been the same for all these issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, the colors are amazing and incredible and I love them. Um, but it's, it's almost like that's what Miss Marvel looks like to me. And that's mm-hmm. another thing where it'll be kind of odd to kind of see that handed off. You know, Jessica Jones has had different artists. Sarah Pacelli has had different artists. So it's not Sarah Pacelli, but Miles Morales, excuse me, right. <laughs> has had different artists. So you, f- you don't necessarily feel like it's the same book. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes over. Um, I'll obviously still read it, you know, as long as she hangs oh, yeah. out in Jersey City. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know. Um, but yeah, I caught up with Miss Marvel, caught up with Paper Girls. I'm almost done with Chilling Adventures. I got to finish Prince and the Dressmaker, and I want to do the rest of the new series. Um, I may want to reread Killer Be Killed just because I love it so much, and I really want to fight for it. Um, but that that's uh, one that you know I'm going to be pulling for when we do the the <laughs> resolutions in January. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, you gotta have those rereads. They're part of it too. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Bob. I did some of those rereads. I uh, reread Tales of Suspense because I, having read West Coast Avengers, I had a whole Hawkeye thing going. So I reread that. Uh, read some Juke Joint. Read Gideon. Nice. Read Gideon Falls. First mm-hmm. trade, which I bought for someone as a gift after reading it. Or actually, I bought it for a gift and then read it, and then I'm giving it as a gift. <laughs> Worked out just nicely. Uh, about to dive into Harrow County and Saga. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Then I'm going to work my way. I, I think I'm going to do the graphic novels last. Sounds you like a good plan. You can just sit and just, you know, Imagine. with the day, and yeah, not have to worry about other things going on around it or, or getting stopped. Mm. But it, it's it's been fun going through these things. I, I still have a coffee table filled with books. They're all still laid out on the table for arguing in a couple of weeks. I don't want to put them all away quite yet. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm anxious to go through some of the other titles as well uh, once I'm done with Squirrel Girl. Yeah, I, I saw some other – I know hard to believe there are other comic book websites and podcasts and things – and seeing, and seeing other people's best of lists or whatever and seeing so many of our picks – Elsewhere, it's sort of like, all right, okay. Well, Come on, cats. They all. <laughs> no, I should. They all listen. They all they, know. They all do. They all do. No, it, it's it shows that we've done really good work. You know mm-hmm. that we're 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 out of out of the mainstream, but we we're, we're we touch base. We we do some very artistic things here. But speaking of those sorts. I hope people are checking out the various Twitter feeds as there's a, as, as Melissa Megan puts it a a a cage match going on <laughs> friendly a friendly cage match with creators on Twitter vote for me so I don't finish last <laughs> just liking that well there's still a couple more weeks to go actually oh yeah uh yeah there's at least two yeah mm-hmm. lots Everybody. of votes in already yeah. Yeah, I should I should go and uh, check up on those totals. I'd be curious to uh, see where everybody's standing. They've been changing. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, can we? Uh, is that all you've read, Bob? Yeah, well, except for uh, catching up on two weeks of regular books too. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, okay. I haven't yeah. even touched my regular books. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of G. Willow Wilson, her last Wonder Woman issue was absolutely fantastic. Uh, nice. The culmination, sort of. With uh, the stuff with Aries going on, the Fantastic Four wedding special was amazing. 
Mm. Story by Gail Simone of Alicia's Bachelorette Party. Of course, it's Marvel, so things go kind of weird. Nice. Uh, a story where Ben goes to visit his future father-in-law in prison. And since he's the supervillain, the puppet master. <gasps> oh. Spoiler alert for those who remember FF8 from back in 1962. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, there's some, some good books. The Batman Annual is interesting. If you know if anyone picked that one up. It's an Alfred-centric story. Yay. Yeah, really, Alfred. really well done. Love Alfred. It's in my box. I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen my comics in a little bit. <laughs> uh, Jess, what have you been reading? And what have I been reading? A lot of Squirrel Girl. That's what. Nice. <laughs> that's what I got into. I got. I got really into Squirrel Girl. Um, Where did I you start watching, from? You... Oh, I'm starting from the beginning. I'm not like anywhere. Yeah. I'm like not anywhere even like close. But, um, <laughs> but you know, but it's yeah. I had to start from the beginning and go because once we did the. The, the 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 podcast about uh squirrel girl beats up the marvel universe i was like i'm in <laughs> like yeah. i'm in right i'm fully in so i've kind of took a little bit of a dive into that i also got to watch a little bit of preacher i had to start rewatching preacher I oh we've been watching that too yeah yeah and i got to go in there and i really like him like what is that guy what's the guy that that plays Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper. Yeah, i like him it's howard I, stark from yeah I, Carter. yeah I really like him i always forget his name i feel bad <laughs> But I, I like him. I don't know. So so we've been watching some of that. Um, I know I have a couple on deck that just came in the mail because I think I got a uh, what came yesterday? Uh, a bunch of monstrous came yesterday. So oh, yes. <laughs> Friday. Yeah, Friday. I think they all came. So I'm going to dive into that. But other than uh, that, it's just been a lot of Squirrel Girl and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I, I've been a little busy. I had a little monster living with me for a little bit. So. <laughs> So she she eats up a lot of time. There's not a lot of reading with a three year old. I really give uh, Melissa a lot of credit um, mm-hmm. because they they're yeah. There's not a lot of time to read with one of those living at your house. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that's where that's where I'm at right now. But and you cool. you were say, you were saying earlier you tried to go to the Disney store. Oh yeah, my Disney to, store. Well, we yeah. didn't try. We did. Uh. We, the Disney store on Long Island was just very disappointing. So. <laughs> There was no, there was no Captain Marvel. There was no like Spider Gwen. They had her face. They had Spider Gwen's. That's what I think made me more angry was that like they had her like outfit and face all over all of the displays, but you could not find a single thing of her in the store. Just dead wrong. Yeah. So I was very disappointed. Shame on you, Smith. But did they not have them because they were sold out of them? No, they didn't even know. It didn't even look like there was a spot. This store is. There should be an end cap, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't. There didn't even look to be a spot. Like both me and Dan looked pretty good too. I mean, maybe we we really missed them, and there's just a little tiny section of them. Even though that kind of sucks too. But (laughs) you know what I mean? Like either way, yeah, it didn't look to be a spot. Like they don't keep. And if there was a spot, they they filled the spot. I don't know. But I hope they're just sold out, Joey. I hope you're right. I tried to do monstrous, like, but I tried to start at volume two because I remember reading volume one last year for the best mm-hmm. of. Yeah. And yeah. Like I was like, oh, I'll just pick up volume yeah. two. It's like whatever. I tried reading the first issue. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> there's so okay. much talk about world building, right? There's so you, much. You book. haven't read anything yet, my friend. So I gotta, I gotta go back into volume one a little bit, and and there are through. maps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good, that's a big help. I'll pull out the trade before I start that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Trust me. It that series is wild. You want to talk about world building? Mm. No other series is doing world building like Monstrous is right now, in my opinion. In the things that I've read, um it is like Tolkien level 
involved. It's insane. I highly, I highly recommend reading some of the back matter, some of the the classes that you're that you can attend, because uh, that's where you learn a lot about where you're traveling to in that series. And some of that, some of that back matter is really, really eye opening. Mm-hmm. Love monsters so much. Mm. Yeah, I'm ready to start. I got them. They're ready to go. <laughs> so good. I love this time of year. I love this influx of all these good books. All right. So I think that we can get to our main event. Jess, do you want to stick around for general impressions Uh, or are you going to peace out? Yeah, I'm going to peace out. I don't want to be. I have not gotten to see it. Um, I'm very sad, but I wanted to come on anyway and say hi. So hi. Hi. Enjoy your Spider-Verse talk (laughs) without me. I'll go cry in the corner. I know. Yeah. It looks like just the art style in it was so perfect. I, I just, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm just so ready for it. Stick anyway. around Stick around for post-credits. <laughs> oh, the post-credits <laughs> really? is so good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. All right. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. I will, I, will, I will peace out at this point in time. I feel see, like a turd just saying that. but <laughs> Hope to see you Sunday. Yes, I hope to see you too Sunday. Um, yes. <laughs> we'll have a beer. I need a much-needed beer. Yes. Much beer. Much beer. All right, Jess. So thank you very much for popping on and hanging out with us for a little bit. No problem. You guys have a lovely night. Have fun talking about Spider Verse. I'll be jealous. I'll be crying up on the couch, you know, with a little a little drink going like I miss you guys. Us too. <laughs> anyway. All right, guys. Have a great night. Happy you holidays too. to all. All right. Thanks, Jess. All right. Bye Take guys. Care. Bye. Bye. All right. Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, directed by Bob uh, Persichetti, (laughs) Peter Ramsey. Sometimes my microphone gets in the way and I can't see the names. Rodney Rothman, uh, written by Phil Lord and Rodney Rothman again. So I will tell you right off the bat. I loved this movie. <laughs> I loved this movie so much. Uh, I just saw it at the time of this recording, like maybe two or three hours ago. So, like, I'm real fresh off of this thing. But oh my god, did I have so much fun with this movie? It was just a spectacle from beginning to end. Uh, so, if this is your first time tuning in, for like our movie review type of stuff. Uh, we will talk general impressions first, and then we will give a spoiler warning so that you can uh, tune out if you have not seen the movie. But we wholeheartedly recommend that you do see this one because it's amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so here we go. General impressions. I already told you that I love it. Uh, I'll just go through a couple of quick things here. I loved seeing miles on the big screen yeah i loved seeing him so faithfully represented i loved the way that his heritage was incorporated into the film so seamlessly the way that he spoke both english and spanish how you could tell that speaking spanish is something that he shares in common with his mother and that's a bond that they have like even though you don't get a lot of time with her you can feel that connection there Really, really loved it. Uh, the animation. I could go on and on for hours about the animation, but it was vibrant. It was expressive. There are Easter eggs everywhere. 
uh, you felt like you were inside of a comic book at so many points in that movie. Uh, I loved that the different animation styles were were all meshed together into this gorgeous, chaotic, like almost like nauseatingly beautiful moving thing uh, that this movie ended up being. All the characters had their own styles to them, which I think really lent to their personalities. Uh, there were a couple of characters in this movie that I didn't know were going to be there. <laughs> and like they popped up and I was like, word, like, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, loved how fresh and new the animation felt. Uh, we've been seeing kind of like the the Pixar effect across the board. Nobody really does 2D animation anymore. So it was interesting to see a wholly 3D film that had like the essence of something that was 2D at times because of the comic book nature of it. And I mean, some of the some of the colors in this thing, some of the psychedelic shots and and just atmosphere and all the stuff that's going on, the action, the bam, the pow coming up, words uh, popping up out of nowhere. Just absolutely amazing. Uh, Real quick. Let me see the emotional stuff. Oh, my God. I've never choked up from a Spider-Man movie. I like a lot of the other Spider-Man movies a a great deal, but I've never like really felt and or connected with those movies. I choked up like two or three times during this thing. I was like, Oh my God, reaching for Bronwyn's hand in the theater. Hold me. Um, And the last thing that I'll say is I love the movie's confidence. We can talk more about that uh, when we get into spoiler territory. But super quick, last thing. We saw it in uh, D-Box seats. Uh, these are the seats that move and jump wow. when when it's all programmed to the movie. I've seen a couple things like this. Uh, I saw, like uh, I think, The Force Awakens when that came out in one of these things. But yeah, going to see Into the Spider-Verse in the D-Box seats with like every time that they would, you know, flip off into the distance or whatever, the seat would lurch. Every time that the spider sense went off, the seat would, you know, buzz and shake. And it was just a really, really cool way to see the movie that gives it kind of that added uh, immersiveness and uh, like full, you know, IMAX screen, the whole bit. Absolutely gorgeous. We had a blast. Uh, Bronwyn also wanted me to tell everybody that she positively loved it. So, nice. uh, Joey, what'd you think of the movie? Yeah. So I have choked up at Spider-Man movies all the time because I love Spider-Man. I think that as a character, he is one of the most important figures in pop culture and literary history ever. And I, there's elements of that story that will always get me in the heart. So with the various films, whether it was Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, whatever, um, I always, you know, uh, cried a little bit, depending on how good the movie was. Um, why Spider-Verse is so important and how it also it also made me weep several times as well. Why, why it's so important that it did that, though, is because it's not telling the Peter Parker story. It's telling the Miles Morales story. And first of all, I was so excited and surprised and and impressed that they stay so true to the Miles Morales story for people that are familiar with it from mm-hmm. Bendis' run. And we can talk about that a little bit too. Um, I was not expecting 
the moves that it made to kind of follow some of those story beats and I was very impressed with it um, but I found myself getting you know emotional over this Spider-Man story but in an entirely fresh new exciting way um, and it does so in such a well written well like technically impressive like you were saying about the animation um, and just from a storyline standpoint it is just a great story it's a great origin story it's a great story that honors this universe that people love and no matter if you're coming in totally fresh and not knowing anything about these characters or if you're versed in the history and and the continuity and all that stuff this movie reaches into you it touches your heart and 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 doesn't let go for the entire two hours or, or however long um I just adored it. I, th- I thought it was so, 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 so good. Um, I think Miles is a great lead character. I think it's great to see him at the center of a film. And I think all the secondary characters that are part of this movie too um, fill these wonderful roles and, and they bring levity and humor and compassion and empathy to this movie as well. The portrayal of characters that you thought you knew, characters like Aunt May and Mary Jane and even Peter Parker and all of them. Um, you think you know, but you don't know until you see Spider-Verse. Um, even the Kingpin, right? <laughs> Who's mm. in this movie who looks gross in this movie. Like, he just looks <laughs> disgusting. Anytime he walked on that, on, on the stage, on the screen, I, I, I just like was uh, so scared. Uh, it was so terrifying. Um, but I had just spent, you know, 14 hours with, with, Vincent D'Onofrio's King Print, you know, like a month and a half yeah. ago. But this felt different and it felt new and it felt fresh in, in a way, you know. Um, so what I love about this movie is it takes all your expectations like this is the definitive version of this character. This is the definitive version of this villain, whatever. And then you watch Spider-Verse and they're like, no, forget that. We're going to give you something even better and even different, even more different. Um, and I loved it. I thought it was so, so good. I think it's a brilliant movie. I think it suffers a little bit in terms of, you know, classic superhero origin stuff. Like, oh, wow, he knows how to do things now. <laughs> like, like you know, <laughs> let me do a montage. There's a little bit of that in here, as is often the case with any movie. Um, but it makes up for those tiny little slip-ups in terms of falling into old habits with everything else about this movie that is wholly original. It's visual style, it's voice, it's characterization, it's just on an, on another level. Um, and it's a, and it's animation. You know, I think I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are talking about like this is the golden age of superhero films. Finally, we have the technology to do live action films, whatever. And then you know you get this, which is one of the best superhero movies out there right now, and it's animation. Um, and I think that it's animation for adults and it's animation for kids. And I think people of all types are gonna love this movie and and see something of themselves in this movie. And I think that's really important. Right on. Agreed, Joey. You used two words that uh, brilliant and important, and I agree wholeheartedly with both. And Steve, what you're talking about the art style here to me is what elevates this. It is new and old at the same time. It breaks into comic book grids when it needs to. It has Kirby crackle. It has the psychedelic things of Ditko going on as if it, mm-hmm. it breaks into Doctor Strange all of a sudden. And so it is 
transformative. It, it, scene to scene, segment to segment, something's different going on. But when it needs to quiet down to hit those emotional beats, and they're everywhere. Because this is a movie about family with Miles and his mom and dad and uncle. And, and those close bonds and who he, he can, can talk to his uncle at some point, but can't to his dad. He and his dad are hysterical together. That, that scene at the, at the school where yeah. he drives him in the cop car. But it, then it's also about the family of friends we all create. And the, the, the spider family becomes that by the end of the movie. Because Miles, Miles has a wonderful arc in this that he is he's a, he's a young man thrust into an unfamiliar situation and he, with some help, but he creates his own agency as this movie goes on. And when he has his Spider-Man 33 moment near the end, that's, you know, that was one of about four times I, I teared up. It was just over and over again, these little moments that create this hole that is something special in the way that Black Panther was. Mm. It, is, it is something new. And original cut from the cloth of all the, you know, when you have the thanks when you look at the credits of all the people whose work they, they use to all these characters and from Stan and Steve all the way back. Because, you know, with great power must also come great responsibility is still part of the Spider-Man story. It is told in a new way. And I'm with you, Joe. I love everything but i guess spider-man 3 and parts of the amazing spider-man 2 i just rewatched one and two less i'm going to watch homecoming after we're done there are those moments when you watch toby and mary jane and all that sort of stuff and and they were there but here it it just felt different yeah and that was wonderful wonderful I, surprise i think it honors it in ways that the, mm-hmm. the the other movies even even the even the spider-man homecoming stuff with tom holland which is a, a different version of it um it doesn't necessarily honor those things it does something different right yes and spider-verse feels like like the spider-man from the comics all and everything about it all of right? them all of them all it feels like all of them right <laughs> Um, in a way that any of the movies haven't. And the movies, when I get emotional at all of the movies, whether it's Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, it was always in those moments when the Peter Parker character, you know, would, you know, um, give up a part of himself to be the hero, right? Um, because that's Peter Parker's shtick. So, like, that just gets you in the heart, and, and you know, you're like, of course I'm going to get emotional. Um this movie, like you said, honors that, but puts it in in Miles' story, and it, it it takes on different meanings with that, um, in a way that feels so new. Um, even as someone who's read the stories, it was so amazing to watch it portrayed up there on the on the screen. Um, yeah, similar to Dazzler X song though, I wish it had a better title. Uh, I, I don't think Into the Spider Verse is a good title for the the movie. Um, but hey, what are you gonna do? I I, I enjoyed it otherwise. <laughs> yeah, but as like a an entry level title goes, because yeah, they're know. it feels so niche. It's like, oh, can I get a ticket for Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, please? Nobody's saying that. No, though. They're give just me saying a ticket to the Spider Man. No, I just said, give me a ticket to Spider Man. Yeah, it works both ways. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Let's see. We can. Should we move into uh, spoilers? Yes. Yeah. See it. Uh, yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how much spoilers we're gonna talk, but we might as well just call it now. Um. Okay. Who Who else got really tripped up? You knew it was coming, but when Stan Lee shows up when he's oh. buying. Oh boy! The entire audience audible, audible gasp. Oh God! It hurt hurt so much more than I thought it was going to. And and that was what he says. You know, like oh, it 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 always fits. Always fits. And it's a joke because you can't, you know, no refunds. But it's not a joke either. You know. Um, Yeah. And that's why he again going back to what we talked about a month ago. Uh, that's why Stan was the man. You know, he understood. He understood heroism. He understood it. And to hear it in that voice, you you just know that that's of course that's the message. And and to and Miles takes that in. And then he yeah. does he does the venom bit where he climbs up to the top of the the building and then he walks back down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can't do that. <laughs> that part got me right yeah. in the heart. Uh, uh, his his dad outside the dorm door. Ugh. Yeah, that was when a he, nice when he, when he couldn't answer. You know, referencing the, from before, and uh, again the thing about his uncle, Aaron. Yeah, who, I you know I kind of knew that was coming. Got yeah, say. well, it's yeah. yeah. I, I was I was uh, waiting for that from having read the Bendis stuff. Uh, I loved the way they did uh, his relationship with his uncle. In this, I I didn't know if they were going to include him or not, but I'm like, how do you do this without him? And then when he showed up, I was really happy and I loved their friendship. And man, like I did not know that Miles could draw like graffiti, do all that stuff. That was really cool. And like you're saying with the Bendis and how do you do that story without Uncle Aaron? How do you do the story without Peter Parker dying? Right. And yeah. uh, Chris Pine's Peter Parker, surprise Chris Pine, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> I was, it's, you know, they're doing the opening scenes and he's doing his shtick and, and they're, 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 he, he sees him with the Dimension Hadron Collider, whatever. And I'm like, are, are, are they going to kill Spider-Man? Are they going to kill? And then, it, and then it happened. I was shocked. Yeah. I was not expecting that. I thought that this movie was going to start and Miles was going to be Spider-Man already and we were going to do this whole like Spider-Verse thing like we're just going to go and the dimensions are going to happen but no they do a, a Miles Morales origin story in this movie and I was just so smitten with the whole thing the the dedication that they put to really building that up and setting Miles up as like finding that hero uh, within him you know part of me thought i was gonna walk in and just see a cool spider-man team-up movie but no they were like no this is miles morales's origin story we're gonna do the whole thing and they rely on your knowledge of peter parker having already done all this stuff um i thought old peter was great too you know i, I thought that was a really cool um way to both elevate miles and to remind us what spider-man means um and then all the other characters were so fun. You know, Nick Cage. Anytime Nick Cage talked as Spider-Man Noir, yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. like, incredible. He's he 1933 still. You know, he's he's having a grand time, uh, it sounded like, on that. You were talking about the older Peter. 
you know, Miles sends that Peter home with his own mission that we get to see mm-hmm. to do something about what's gone wrong with Mary Jane. They're, the other characters, even in the small moments they have, they have their own little emotional heartbreak moments. Old Peter coming to see May. Yeah. Which is, but, but the fact that now this May is Madam Webb, in essence, she knows. She, she has was a, awesome in this she movie. Has a, it's Lily Tomlin, which is even better. And yeah, she yeah. has she has a lair, an underground lair in the shed in the back that Rosemary Harris was using to, to put uh, Bruce Campbell's old Oldsmobile, whatever it was back <laughs> there. And, and now it's got the Spider-Mobile under the ground and, and all this sort of stuff. All the suits. And, uh, and hearing Gwen talk about her dad. Yes. And that she couldn't save her Peter. It's like, oh, man. Did you it see, did you, did you notice how, like, when they would flash to her and it would it would stop, I think it was maybe in the credits, that all the background stuff was from the number one issue, the Latour stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. loved how, like, anytime they did the, uh, you know, let's do this one more time, you know, kind of bit, yeah, and, they, yeah, and they showed the covers, it had the creators yeah. on there. It was just yeah, Latour, yeah. Robbie Rodriguez. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so nice. Really nice you know, touch. Honoring those uh, honoring those characters. Bendis and Pacelli in the phone. So funny. Uh, so, and Steve Ditko in the dad's Ditko, phone. Yeah. 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 I couldn't believe that Penny Parker was, is in this movie. I had no <laughs> idea that she was in this movie. Like, we're watching. All of a sudden, she shows up. Like, oh, my God. They did it. So and, cool. And, did and she has job. a moment when her, when her poor robot gets all oh, busted up. Oh, so it's sad. like, oh, yeah. it's so sad. They did such a great job of marketing this movie. You know, all the kind of additional characters, the additional multiverse Spider-Men showing up, um, they didn't really drop that hint until like the last couple of weeks of advertising this film mm-hmm. which i think was so smart right um they, they really did a great job of kind of building us up and introducing oh gwen's gonna be in this movie and and uh i, I just i was so taken with the entire thing I, I, and then the and then the and then the post credits was yeah. it was <laughs> such an, an incredible <laughs> thing everything about the movie was just captured in that post credit scene it's it it, it it knows the jokes. It's inside baseball. It's multiverse. It honors the canon. But it it's about, you know, legacy. And it's about character. And it's about heroism. And I just... I, I It was so, so, so good. Um, they used the Ultimate Comics villains, which was a bold move mm-hmm. um, in terms of the designs and everything. Scorpion rolling up with, like, no legs. I was like, what the hell yeah. is this? Yeah. Um, and the Prowler was so so scary, uh, Uncle Aaron. It was it was great. It was just so so good. And you mentioned before the design of the Kingpin was scary stuff. And Liev Schreiber, who's always kind of it, it look, those kind of characters it should either be Vincent D'Onofrio or Liev Schreiber. When one of the two. Sh- when did Liev Schreiber become the go-to voice for mob characters? <laughs> um, I, I think it. At some level, there are two things. He did a TV movie for HBO called RKO 281, where he was doing Orson Welles and got into that sort of tenor in his voice. And he was doing all the HBO sports documentaries. So it was that sort of radio style, deep in the, it goes into the, so now it's, yeah, next step from that is Mob Guy. And here... His his persona and the voice breaks every now and again when he's talking about Vanessa and his oh, son. 
talking yes. about more continuity there. I was like, yeah. they're really going to do this too. I was yep. so surprised. But you know what? Again, like I know it. I get all the baggage. I get all the context. But they present it in such a way that you don't have to know it. You know, you, you you understand the motivations, you understand the character connections without knowing it. The fact that I knew it, all the better, you know? Like, I was like, holy crap, they're doing this? And that added another level for me. But my, I, I went with my roommates, and, and you know, they, they don't necessarily know the, 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 the background, and they loved it. They loved the characters. They were asking questions. They were like, so Kingpin's married? Like, what is that? And it's like, yeah, dude, like, it's incredible. Just an incredible movie for that. Like, show this movie to everyone. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope this finds a huge audience. I, I don't know what the numbers look like for the weekend so far, but um, I could find out. Yeah, it, it should be a, a rousing success. This is. There are a couple of moments of peril. They don't get me wrong. If, if any little ones who are afraid of that sort of stuff, because some of the chaos could might be a little disconcerting yeah. to really young eyes. But there are so many positive messages on so many levels. For every audience, new and old to comics, just what you're saying, Joey, it's just a fabulous film. It's, this is this is this is that one of those things between movie and film. This is a film. Yeah, there were there mm-hmm. were great ambitions going in, and they were met dr- dramatically, thematically. Uh, speaking of these, the music chosen is spectacular. Yes, uh, especially Spidey's Christmas song near the end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so to answer your question, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the number one movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, domestically, over the weekend, it made $35.4 million, wow. uh, above The Mule, starring Clint Eastwood, which weighed 17.2. And Mortal Engines, Peter Jackson's new joint, only oh, 7.5. That movie Whoops. came out this weekend? I'm sorry. Yeah, Jackson. dude. I don't, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, that might be a bomb. But uh, yeah, uh, Spider-Man, number one, 35.4. That's only, that's only domestically. So that number will go up by probably Monday. That's great. Yeah. So that's awesome. I, I Here's the thing. Uh, anyone remember the uh, remake for like the late 90s of Mighty Joe Young? Yes. With Bill Paxton and Charlize yeah. Theron, that opened with the in color the old RKO Radio Pictures Radio Tower logo, and that struck me. I saw it with a friend of mine who was a big old King Kong fan as, as I am, and it was okay. The filmmakers get it. When this one opens with the comic approved by the Comics Code Authority <laughs> little stamp, like, yeah, I, I, you know, those sort of little details, you know, you're in good hands. It, it's somehow that little, oh, yeah, we're, we we know. Don't worry. We get it. You'll be, you'll be happy at the end of this. Uh, I had one qualm about the thing, and it's just because it's me, but I, it may get fixed. I would have loved to have seen an interaction with May Parker, meaning Mayday Parker. Oh, who knows, man? Well, there's supposed to, there are rumors about, you know, spinoffs and sequels. Yeah, I was actually and, just going to bring that up. Yeah. Well, Tell us, um, you're on who the knows? Inn. Based on obviously Peter's P- old Peter's conflict in the film, yep, is his relationship with Mary Jane and the fact that she wants to start a family and he doesn't. Yeah. And maybe, yes. maybe that's what happens. Maybe in the sequel, mm. we, get a little May- we get a little Mayday. Um, so basically, what's been confirmed so far is that they're doing a Spider Gwen spinoff. 
Ooh, as a sequel. Let's do it. That's that's the whole thing. Uh, spoilers for the end of the movie, by the way, if you're still listening and haven't seen the movie. Uh, but at the very end of the movie, Miles is kind of finally getting some rest. And Spider-Gwen opens up a new portal and asks for his help. And he jumps into the portal with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next time that you see Miles will likely be in a Spider-Gwen spinoff and confirmed characters for that movie so far. Obviously, Miles, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Woman, uh, Jessica Drake, and uh, Silk. So, Cindy yeah. Moon. Cindy Moon and Jessica yeah. Drew. Let's go. Yeah. So, they're they're confirmed uh, for that movie, which is awesome. Oh, that's so incredible. What about um? What about uh, Carpenter? Anybody? Jennifer, Jennifer yeah. Carpenter? Is it Jennifer Carpenter? Oh, um, is it? No. Oh, well, I have to look that it's up something now. Car- Julia. Julia Carpenter. Julia Carpenter. It was definitely a J. It yes. was Julia Carpenter. Oh, that's like... Liked a, her, too? For, but she became Madam Web, right? Yes. At some she, point. She, yeah, okay. She becomes Madam Web with a badass costume. Red sunglasses. Yeah. So cool. Um, <laughs> I want some Venom in the next one. No, I'm over Venom. Dude, just to see Venom <laughs> done in that animation style, oh. what they could do with that Yo, Venom in the Wars. sequel... I'm saying Dear, either Venom Wars or I would watch it if it was Venom Wars. Gwenum? No, see I, that that got me off of Spider Gwen. No, I'm not a Venom. Oh, it was bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, that it, it fell. But, the whole series fell apart for me. I I'd rather you, see new the ultimate or new versions of Vulture and Sandman and those oh, kind yeah, of characters. Totally. But did you read Ooh. Venom Wars, Miles Morales? No. Oh yes, oh. yes, yes. Yes, oh, I have the Sarah Pacelli one, right? So good. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that I was would, some serious I would watch stuff. That. I would watch that um, as well. It'd make me cry, yeah. but I'd watch it because, yeah, well, yeah. Um, you know, the, the other crazy thing about this movie is like we're talking about all these things, and all these things are in one movie. Like, yeah. like the the like the calculus of being able to tell Miles Morales' origin story still tell us a great Peter Parker story. On top of that, introduce us to Spider Gwen. Have all of these secondary characters that are fun get their moments. You know, Spider Man Noir and Penny Parker with, with, with Rubik's Cube and, oh and John Mulaney as Porker, Peter Porker. Porker, yes. You know, uh, Spider Ham. Here, here's my mallet. You could use this; it'll fit in your pocket. And give us Wilson <laughs> Fisk's family. And give us. It's just it's it's in the calculus of putting all that together and do a, a movie about dimension hopping is insane. That is still a, a, an intimate family drama at the same exactly. time. Exactly, and filled with brilliant action and incredible animation. The writing, all, all like on that level alone, the technical element of putting this movie, the pieces of this movie together, it's like a Rubik's cube. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, and and they really make it work. It's it's just incredible. Um, and the cast, you get Chris yeah. Pine, you get Lily Tomlin, you get. Oscar Isaac to play uh, Miguel O'Hara at the end. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Mahershala Ali. Marshall Ali, yeah. Haley Steinfeld. Uh, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz. Yeah. Lily, Lily Tomlin as Aunt May, I think, is my favorite of the supporting group. It's uh, just such a, a new take on Aunt May that I wasn't expecting at all. Oscar Isaac? What? Yeah. Yes, he's 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 Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. Interesting person, number one. No, he's Miguel. He's okay. He's Spider Man twenty ninety nine in the yeah, okay, post credits. Okay. Um, I saw that. I just I couldn't. I didn't place the the voice. Um, Kimiko Glenn as uh, 
Oh, Henning, sorry, yawning. Um, yeah, just I, a, is it I too love... late to go back and change the uh, the <laughs> uh, deliberation podcast? Throw this in there. Maybe? No, this would this would definitely be in there. There's no question. But now we have a front runner for next year. Yes, on top of all the other movies that will come out next oh. year. I'm going to throw one oddball thing that really has nothing to do with the movie itself. I saw it in my local matinee house in Sayville for five bucks, which was great, and had popcorn and a soda for $7, even better, in a crowd of, of uh, at, at 2 o'clock on a Saturday with families and li- little t- little teeny people, little little two-year-old girls asking about, who's Spider-Gwen, and you, the, the, the dad's answering questions. It was it was just absolutely lovely nice. to, to sit in an audience like that, and we didn't get a whole lot of trailers. We got the dog thing, but they showed the first trailer for Captain Marvel. To see that on the big screen, yeah, holy crap! <laughs> the the, audi- the audience was gasping as if the, look, it's it was the number one thing on the internet. It bent the internet at least, and. It, the audience was so from, from showing that trailer to the movie beginning and what it all looked like. It was two hours of an audience just on the edge of their seat, just engaged in the motion picture itself. And that's even really good films don't get that from that varied an audience. So kudos to everyone involved. There's just an amazing piece of work. Kudos indeed. And good for good for Sony on uh starting to build out and capitalize on holding on to that Spider-Man this whole time. You know? <laughs> We're like, we'll let Marvel have a piece, but we want to hold on. We'll keep this in our pocket for this big plan that we got going on. Cause if they make like more and more of, cause they, I think they patented the animation style. Yeah. Um, in the lead up to this, they, uh, I remember I think a couple weeks ago, there was a story going around that like, this is theirs now, I mean, which I think is, Go ahead. This universe that there, this is the start of something. This has a lot more legs for Sony than the Black Cat movies. <laughs> oh yeah, than any yeah. of those other kind of Silver Sable, uh, Morbius. You know, like yeah. any like this has a lot, lot more potential than than those than those movies. Even something like Venom, which like I don't get it, but hey. Whatever, it's making billions of dollars. Out I of, like that movie. Like, a lot. fine, whatever. But, <laughs> but, I, I am, I am reticent about a long-term franchise based on that movie. You know, like that feels like that movie happened. It had some moments, and you might get a sequel out of it. But I don't see it being three, four, five, six movies down the line. This movie, though, you could do this forever. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. you could do these kinds of movies, all of these characters, and you could take it on the television. You could put it on streaming. Like, there's tons of potential for this universe, and not just and that's not just because the characters are there, but just because also the 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 storytelling was just so so strong and so incredible. And it didn't rely on gimmicks and it didn't rely on gags. It it was genuine like comic book storytelling, right? Like it has it, you could stretch that mm-hmm. out. Alrighty. Uh, anything else to add? Go see it. A Go lot. See it. All right. I'll be going um, back. I want to see this one again. I don't see movies in theaters twice anymore, but I would see it. I'll see this one again. Me too. Um, I don't get to the movie. There's actually, there's a couple of movies out right now. I still want to see Creed two. Still haven't seen uh, Ralph breaks the internet. It's a couple things. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it 
or uh, does anybody have any final final words, final thoughts? Nope. nope. All right. Crickets. Crickets. Okay. We um, are going to bid you adieu. We are probably going to come back and do a little something for when Aquaman drops. I'm super looking forward to that movie. Uh, I know a couple of people that went to like an Amazon Prime early screening yep. uh, and had a lot of fun with it. So fingers crossed. But uh, I'm not going to do the whole spiel. You guys know where to find us. Um, hope that you're enjoying your, your holidays. You're having a good time with friends and family, staying safe. And uh, we're going to catch you all in the new year. All right. So, uh, so for myself, enjoy. Joey? Hey, listen to our best of shows. Yes. And vote. Don't forget to vote for your favorite stuff. Vote uh, early and, and often, but th- yes. you can't. You can't. You can only vote once. It's true. Track your stuff. Well, uh, but you can always go to other computers. Yeah. <laughs> Organize it. Get your friends involved. Yes. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, until the next time we're talking comics podcast, to be continued. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think it's just a loop. You can go whatever. It's like the Yule log. Should I do Santa uh, Claus? Inappropriate. Did you see Sabrina? Inappropriate Santa No, I didn't watch the winter special yet. Don't talk about it, Jess. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> he said Yule log. It just sparked my, my interest. Oh, it sparked. Sparked. <laughs> <laughs> I, what? I gotta get into the mode. Okay. I don't know that I can do Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, all right, one more time. <laughs>